Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to hour one of Toronto. No, hour two. I am your oopsie doodle host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where it encourages you to. I'm getting messages here. Uh, well. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, 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 I've, I get Facebook flashing at me. I've got text messages coming in. I, I don't even dare look at what's happening on Twitter. Um, so here we are. Um, trying to make sense of yesterday's election. You know, there, it's a good news, bad news situation, I think, on the, on the school board and the board of aldermen. A lot of the talk last night was, you know, Joyce Craig as mayor will not have the votes to override the tax cap because of the makeup of the board. Tim Baines allegedly is not going to go for a tax cap override in Ward 3. That's what he is apparently, uh, according to people who talked to me last night. We'll see. I think he is... Um, uh, you know, looking down the road, maybe, maybe not. I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I don't think uh, who, who knows. But at the end of the day, the trouble I have with the idea that he'll support the tax cap is every union went lock, stock and barrel behind him because Pat Long um, was actually a pretty tough negotiator with the uh, with the unions, um, even though he is a, a union member himself. Six zero six six seven six two. If anybody wants to call in and chime in on this uh, this uh, yesterday's election, Pat Pat Long's Ward Twelve, right? No, Ward Three. Ward Three. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hirschman's Ward Twelve. Hirschman's Ward Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but uh, let me see. So Ward One that'll override. Ward Two they'll override. Ward Three they hope won't. Ward Four is you know throw Grandmama from her house, Herbert. Ward Five. Sapienza, probably not. Ward 6, good morning. Were you reelected? I sure hope so. I'm not happy about the new mayor, but I'm sure your voice is still heard. That's Jay in Manchester. And Jay, thanks for asking. I was reelected. <laughs> um, so Ward uh, uh, oh, uh, Lavasser, they say Lavasser won't override the tax cap. But Lavasser is the guy who came up with the revenue portion of the cap and has in the past voted to override the cap, but just to take the new revenue generated by the increase in the tax base. So That's a, like a lawyerly way to do things. Yeah. Right? Will he do it again? Um, <laughs> he says he's not voting to override the tax cap, so we'll have to take that. And um, Billy Shea, not a fan of overriding the tax cap in Ward 7. Ward 8, John Cataldo says no as a candidate, or said no as a candidate, he won't. Ward 9, Barbara Shaw, she said she absolutely positively will not vote to override the tax cap, so we'll have to hold her to that. Ward 10, Bill Berry can't wait to override the tax cap. 11 and 12, Gamash, he will vote to override as he's done, and Hirschman says he won't. So it would appear that the votes exist to block an override of the tax cap as a hedge on any proposed spending that Joyce Craig might uh, come forward with or to try to keep the city contracts in line. But at this point, this is this is all talk. I think what Joyce Craig needs to do now is she actually needs to lay out 
her agenda. The secret plan is right. now is because now I think when you get into office, you know, not being Ted Gatzis is not enough to uh, to to govern the city. And I, you know, I took a look at her plans. If she's really into transparency, then maybe we can talk about the you know the city's ridiculous right to know policies, um, which are in many cases a violation of uh, the law and uh, see if she's willing to open those up. If she's really into transparency, then she's got to come forward with what she thinks, um, you know, what, what she's going to do. A lot of her plans, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't consider doing ride-alongs with the police and fire department a plan to battle the opioid crisis. I don't consider begging Concord for more money um, to do what exactly? I don't know. A, a plan to battle the opioid crisis. She's going to ask the Republican governor for more money? Appar- apparently. Oh, app- apparently right. Ted Gatzis wasn't good enough at doing that. Mm. Um, and, and so she is going to need to come forward now with the, with, the, with the plans and the proposals that will flesh out her agenda. And I am perfectly willing as an elected official in this city to see what she brings to the table and hope – that these fresh ideas that uh, she's been talking about but not really sharing uh, come forward because if the fresh ideas are, well, we need to pay more people more money and we need to do this. And you know, if, it's, if it's just a continued expansion of the, of the bureaucracy and the government, well, I'm sorry. Those aren't new fresh ideas and those aren't new plans. We have John uh, – oh, John Liscars is here on the phone, former Hooksett School Board member who uh, involved himself in these city elections. Good morning, John. Good morning, Rich, and uh, good morning, Ed. Just wonder if I could get about 20 seconds for a personal note to Joyce Craig. You have 25. I'm feeling generous. Oh, that's me. awesome. Uh, you, you're, um, and congratulations on your re-election, Rich. Um, <laughs> it's a hard-fought campaign. <laughs> Joyce, congratulations, congratulations on your outstanding victory in Manchester. You now have the opportunity that lays before you. Do what all conservative independents, myself included, and Republicans think you are going to do, which is bow down to the police, fire, city worker, and teacher unions, and put Manchester so deep in a hole that raising taxes is the only way out. Or show Manchester and the rest of New Hampshire that you are a different politician, a different Democrat, a people person. Show them that you can not only work across the aisle, but you can also be fiscally responsible while doing so. There is a glimmering light of hope for you, Joyce Craig, that you will be fair to the independent and conservative constituents of Manchester and Hooksett. Now only time will tell. Again, congratulations on a well-deserved win. <laughs> well, there it is. That's, that's, prob- that's, probably that's all we have from Hooksett today. All right, John, I appreciate that. That's probably the advice Ray Buckley gave her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but John's John's little congratulations there, you know, brings up a, a couple issues because, you know, you know uh, John Lynch, governor of the state of New Hampshire, almost backed this state into a sales and or income tax. By $800 million. Okay. Because what John Lynch did, well, he's, oh, I'm, a, I'm against that, is he so rapidly increased spending, especially when the Democrats controlled the general court, that the growth in spending vastly outstripped the ability of the state's natural revenue streams to keep pace. And this is where the much maligned uh, Bill O'Brien comes in, because when the Republicans retook the House and he became the Speaker, he basically said, well, it's an income tax or it's finding $800 million in the budget. Now, I'm not going to lie. There were a lot of things that Bill O'Brien did and that House of Representatives did that I don't particularly appreciate, especially as a local official that had to pick up the tab for tens of millions of dollars of downshifting of state costs to 
um, to communities like the retirement, but like the state retirement system, for example, where the city of Manchester in the 10 years hence has seen, at least in the school district, a five fold increase in the retirement costs that it's it's had to pay. So there were a lot. of, But at the end of the day, you can quarrel with some of what he did, but he would look at you and say, well, what was the alternative? And we maybe would have come up with different things to cut. But the alternative at that time was a sales tax or an income tax to take care of the almost billion-dollar shortfall between state spending and revenues, a billion-dollar shortfall that John Lynch in his re-election bid against John Stephen said didn't exist and miraculously like three days after the election – it's like, oh my, we have this terrible deficit we have to deal with after calling John Stephen a liar for pointing out that it was there. So um, the point of what I'm saying here is, and you'll forgive me, folks, I actually got up at three o'clock yesterday and I don't even know what time I got to bed, never mind fell asleep. Uh, so I could get up at 3.30 again today. Um, <laughs> so so the, the point that John's trying to make is, okay, it's one thing to say you respect the tax cap, but as Mayor Gatz has brought up in the election, do you respect it enough that you will veto the, the, the contracts or not engage in the spending that will lead to its override because you put the city in this uh, – uh, create this Hobson's choice for the city where you either have massive layoffs because of the pay raises or you have – a tax cap override to pay for everything, which, by the way, is exactly what's happened in this city in the last two years. It's exactly what happened in this city in the last two years. And uh, both because we got layoffs in the school district because of the pay raises that were given to the teachers who are no doubt joyfully celebrating the, um, the election results. Yeah, they're not happy about losing Connors and Van Houten, but they're thrilled that they held on to Bergeron Want and picked up Scannell at least tentatively, and they love the fact that Joyce Craig is there. But who knows? Joyce, I, you know, before she started being a candidate for mayor, Joyce and I actually got along. <laughs> Joyce and I actually talked about any number of issues, and Joyce and I actually have common ground in a number of things. But when you started to raise questions about whether or not she was throwing you know, fair shots at the mayor when she ran in 2015, and it became I was picking on her, criticizing you know some stuff that if she were mayor and someone had launched against her she would have been apoplectic over because it was a flagrant misrepresentation of the reality that the mayor has to deal with under the charter in the city when it comes to proposing budgets well okay that made me an enemy and i get that but it's up to joyce now to come forward with those things that she thinks is thinks are going to improve the city and we'll see. The, the voters of the city of Manchester have said, we want to change. But did they really vote for a complete change in direction? I don't know. They elected enough people to block the tax cap that maybe they wanted a change in the mayor's office, but they also wanted a change at the Board of Aldermen vis-a-vis not spending endless amounts of money. So there is a tension that has been set up here. We'll see how it all works out. Let's hope it's not a Joyce in the box, you know. <laughs> Bing, comes out something completely different after you crank the handle. <laughs> well, you know, we'll maybe, maybe, maybe it will be, but given how she campaigned. And you have to ask, though, whether or not the constituencies that put her there 
are going to are going to expect payback. Are, is it going to be the is it going to be the unions at contract time? And by the way, all of the contracts that the city has with the employee unions are either expired or about to expire. So everything right now is under negotiation. Everything ready to go. Ready to go. Everything's lined up at a starting line. Okay. All he needs a little pistol. But then you take a look at all of the Democratic special interests that were behind her across, including the abortion. I mean, Planned Parenthood out there saying, vote for Joyce. She's going to bring, you know, real world sex education and services into our classrooms. Yeah. Well, what does that mean? Are we going to expect, you know, Joyce Craig to propose whatever uh, for sex ed? Because so there's a lot. And uh, the question's going to be, when 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 the piper who paid the tune makes the call when the piper who paid for the tune makes the call $35,000 doesn't get spent yeah. on nothing right whose yeah. tune will be sung this is gerard at large